Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. And now on with the show. Are you ready for some sloppy? What's happening? Am I breaking up? You're freezing to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my internet. Hold on. All right. So you went to Palm Springs and didn't tell me. I no, I've been telling you for weeks that I was no, gonna go to Palm Springs. You, Here's the other thing. Our number is two one three five three six. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? Hi, it's me, Big Dipper, and that's Meepo. I told you that we were going to Palm Springs. You weren't no. invited because it was and I don't feel like I need to um talk about this any longer than I have to, which is right now. <laughs> Sorry. I did I mixed shrooms and Molly last night and I'm still not sure I'm down. <laughs> I'm truly not sure I'm done. First of all, it was my first time doing shrooms and the first time I had done Molly in like five years. Well, I didn't know what was happening because everyone was like, wait, you took both of them? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, no, one or the other. So I was like sitting in a chair and everything was vibrating. And then I was like, I got to move. I got feelings. And then I was on roller skates. I feel like shrooms are this. It's like an organic introspective experience. And then like Molly is like chemical like shake up some bleach from under the sink and like dance and party but you put those together yes one of them was like oh think about your life and like what's going on and then the other part of me was like tell everybody in this room how much you fucking love them right now and we did so can we circle back to like you not telling me or inviting me to the event it was not my um place to invite people it was the original core like Six or seven people that were in Skate Gang. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It was like the first group of us. We had been planning the Halloween trip for so long, but then Skate Gang is now like 25 people. So many people want to come to Skate Gang. Yeah. So we were like, how do we, like, we can't just start adding people on. So we just didn't tell anybody. Um, But you rented a place that had a tennis court so you could go. It had a tennis court and a basketball and a little casita in the back. And it had, I think, nine bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. Ah! Each person had their own bathroom. Each person had their own bedroom. Like, if me, I, it was so nice. It was this crazy mansion. It was owned by this old Hollywood producer. It's in the middle of Palm Springs, but you had to drive into basically like the middle of nowhere. And there's just a gate, and there's this area that has four houses in it. Oh, wow. And it was just like so fancy. And I was like, of course, Nicole picked the fanciest house for us to all stay in. <laughs> And it was really weird because there was a bunch of monkeys all over. There was brass monkeys. Like, the whole house was decorated with monkeys. And all the light switches were really low on the wall. So I'm convinced Uh, (laughs) that a monkey once lived there. (laughs) Not low on the wall. Yeah, that was like, everything was really low. It had, like... Four kitchens. It was too much. It was too much. That's really like a rich, that's like a rich person gig to be like, you know what? I'm going to buy an exotic animal, keep it in the house, and then retrofit my entire mansion to Mm -hmm. uh, 
to help this exotic animal live like a human. Anyway, how was your Halloween? Halloween was last night. I didn't do anything. I Okay, let me just say, I feel a little loopy because I took a nap. I woke up from that nap. Now it's like the dead of night and it's fucking 6 o'clock, 6, yeah. 5, 30, yeah. 6 o'clock. This daylight savings is uh, dumb, stupid, and a joke. What's the point? Isn't it so? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's for a reason, though, you know? I think that it's something to do with doing Molly and shrooms at the same time, like, allows us to experience daylight savings. That's what I think it is. I loved it because I got an extra hour of sleep. You know what? Is it an extra hour of sleep? I felt cheated today, is what I feel. Because I might be energized, but I'm like, it's already dark. I was going to go for an evening stroll. I like to do an evening stroll. I can't do that anymore. I got to do a mid-afternoon stroll because I want to see where I'm walking. I'm afraid the coyotes are coming out because people aren't out as much. So I ain't going for no midnight strolls because I don't want no and then like get bit. That's not what I'm looking for. Well, the coyotes sure as shit came to eat those pumpkins. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. The pumpkin video is. uh... Everyone is dragging me in the comments on that video, by the way. What'd they say? They just hate me. The your the people who like you on the internet do not like me. So I no, feel like we have really hate you. Weird, this like weird uh, convergence of um, an audience on this podcast because there's like meatball fans and Dipper fans, but I guess there's not a lot of crossover. But I'm still getting a ton of people messaging me telling me to not stop singing the Wicked riff. We know you're a fan favorite. It it makes sense. I also will tell you I went on. Um, in my homosexual opinion, that podcast with uh, Auntie Chan and uh, Darby Lynn Cartwright and Alexis P. Bevels. Yes. We did some dragging of you publicly, and it's out on YouTube right now. So I just wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to be the bigger person and come to you directly what the so fuck that you did didn't you say think about me, you bitch. That you didn't think that I said anything behind your back. You know what I mean? Wait, how far? You know, I'm not going to watch the whole video. Where is it in the video? I don't know where it is. We brought it up a lot. We just talked about how you coast on my work. Huh, interesting. <laughs> coast on your work. Huh. But have you been on that show? You should go on that show. We should no, have them on this been, show. Yeah, and I'll go on that show and then I'll drag you. Yeah, oh, it'll be like okay. a game. Yeah, it'll be like a fun thing. Okay, so speaking of a fun thing, today is, we're recording this on Sunday. Yes. But this episode comes out on Tuesday, Tuesdays. which is Today November third, which is the day in which a lot of people are going to vote. Yes. So I don't know obvious, why. Obviously, we hope that you are like us and have submitted your ballot early, and you're sitting at home, um, patting yourself on the back, and uh, your heart rate is through the roof, and you're just waiting waiting to see what happens in this country mm-hmm. uh, but if you haven't yet voted we encourage you to listen to this while you wait in line to go cast your motherfucking vote how are you feeling optimistic scared you know i don't know i was very optimistic about miss hillary and that girl south i remember i was just telling the story where were you when you found out that donald trump won the election because i was at i was precinct. with lauren what i was at precinct I was at the precinct election party and we were all thinking like Hillary's going to win. And slowly as it started happening, the night started going down. And I can't remember who it was, but there was a drag queen that was dressed like Hillary Clinton, like dancing around. And it was just so weird at the end of the night to watch Hillary Clinton in drag, like crying. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. It was so funny. 
I think Lauren <clears throat> Lauren had like an election party and it was like a small group of people, but everyone brought like food over and we were like watching the TV and it just like got sad. And people started like going home early because it got yeah. really sad. I had never seen precinct clear out faster. It's like this feels like a um like a moment in the twilight zone. Like it just feels like a crazy time. Yeah. Because it feels like we're just like waiting and I don't know. I, I, I've been feeling this a lot lately, but because of the pandemic, like it does feel like some people are just living life and other people are living this like other version of that life. Does that make sense? Like, I'd like to go back to what work of yours I'm <laughs> am I coasting on? I just need to understand what about that because <laughs> I think there we were what we were joking about cuz I just wanted to be the bigger person and come and say it to your face before it so you didn't find out later. No, what we were joking about was the work that I do on the podcast. Yeah, the election seems really strange to me at these times <laughs> because off. fuck all I... of I really want Biden to win, of course, but, like, I just don't think it's... I mean, I want it to happen so bad, but something's going to happen. Donald Trump is going to rig this election. Donald Trump is going to steal it. He's going to go to court and just put it up forever. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but even if he loses, somehow he will win. Well, this is... Okay, so to, to before you before you jumped, jumped, <laughs> jumped the tracks to throw me off, what I was going to say was, it feels like so many people... There, there are a whole. There's a whole swath of people in this country who are doing things as normal and doing things as usual, and then there are a bunch of us who are trying our hardest to stay at home and stay safe and be respectful of the pandemic and like listen to science and do that. And so I feel stuck. I feel mm-hmm. like oh, I would be like doing more or being more active or like even just like going out into the world, but I feel stuck, and it feels like a weird time to be stuck when something so historic and monumental is happening, and half the people out there are acting like it's regular and going to like you know uh 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 barricade a bridge in New Jersey, yeah, it's so strange. are you still on drugs? Is that no, what's I'm not going still on? on drugs, but I think like <laughs> there's something happening still. You know, like they maybe not fully left my system. Like a little tinge in your nether regions. No, I just feel tingly, and my brain feels like a raisin. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, like a um, like I've given it all. Like you've given all the juices, so now yeah. you're a withered raisin. Yeah, baby, I'm all dried out like a little raisin. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, 
the mushroom is filling. Like there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. And I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this so is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, let's be back. Do you like Hillary Duff as a music artist? No. Wait, yes, let the <laughs> rains fall down and wash my face because I want to. Remember when she had like a comeback? Well, see, I didn't have cable as a child. So Disney as like an idea didn't really exist to me. It was. Oh, I think. So I never like knew about Disney Channel shows. So I didn't I didn't really. Wait, I've never seen That's So Raven. What? I didn't know. What about did Hillary you watch? Duff. What did you watch? I watched, like, the Rosie O'Donnell talk show and, like, cartoons that came on a normal, like, on an antenna TV. Oh, those Hanna-Barbera ones? Hanna-Barbera I, ones? <laughs> yeah, you know Hanna-Barbera? Uh, uh, no, I had a lot of shame as a child, like, being an antenna TV kid because all my friends had cable. That's such a strange... I mean, I, I know like, a lot I of would, parents like, that did to that my because... Friends who, what? I know a lot of parents you didn't go, do what? that. All right, you finished with your music. Oh, am I frozen? No, I'm just trying to talk over you. Oh. You're not getting any of my bits today. <laughs> I am so confused about what's ha happening today. Yeah. I don't remember what I was saying. What I was going to say is I would sidle up to friends and be like, yeah, it's so crazy. What are you doing? To are you going to watch the MTV Movie Awards at your house this weekend? Because like, <laughs> I, like, I always wanted to watch them. I literally had friends tape the, the MTV awards on VHS and bring them to me at school so I could watch them because I like there was no internet there was no YouTube there was no like like some people had TiVo or DVR but it was like please record this on VHS so I can look at it later oh my god because I really That's wanted so to like insane. feel cool but did people I don't remember people like watching the VMAs or anything like that and coming to school and talking about it 
Well, okay, so I went on I went on Las Culturistas like a year ago, I think. And you know, they yeah. asked on that podcast they asked the question, um, what is the piece of culture that makes you say culture is for you? And my answer was the the two thousand VMAs, because that was when Diana Ross jiggled Lil Kim's titty. Oh yeah. That was when Britney did the performance with NSYNC and was like, I'd like to introduce you to some friends of mine. You remember that? When they're yes. in the, the classroom and there's all the like whip crack yes. sound design. And she goes um, up and down the stairs. Ooh, and, mama. Yeah. And that was the you, that was when TLC performed No Scrubs in their like spacesuits. And they did the whole thing at Lincoln Center. They haven't had like big, big VMA shows like that anymore. Like it's always just like do. an artist. I think we just don't care. Oh. No, because they used to have, like, big full-on sets, and now they only do that for, like, like every artist did that. And every artist's song had, like, full backup dancers. And now you get, like, Ariana Grande and Jessie J and Nicki Minaj just walking down the runway singing Bang Bang. Like, there's no, like, show yeah, or but spectacle that came about it out anymore. Of, that came out of Nicki doing Anaconda just before it with a whole bunch of backup dancers painted like lizards and snakes. Oh, I will right. fight you on this. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and even now during COVID, like Doja Cat doing performances. Oh, yeah. She's a real theater kid, isn't she? she well, she did that Chicago number. Yeah, she was like Jazzy J in it up, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Not Jazzy J. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Um. Uh, so for Halloween, you went as the same thing you wore in our pumpkin video. Yes, because I wasn't going to make another costume for Halloween. <laughs> um, and we had a wonderful time. It was very funny to get all dressed up in Halloween costumes just for each other. But it also felt normal. And like, by each other, you mean six people. It was six It or literally seven, was yeah. a small gathering. So don't, there was someone in the comments that was like, why are you guys wearing masks if you both got negative tests to do that pumpkin video? I and don't I was know like, to set a good example. Yeah, that's to why n- wear a fucking mask. To that's also, why like on, not be like an asshole. Just wear something and be that person. That's why on SNL when they do the sketches all night long with no masks on, and then at the end they're all wearing masks when they say good night because they're trying to set an example and say it's only appropriate when you've tested negative and you're doing your job, but when you're just hanging out wear a mask i think also people were maybe upset about the mask because um they don't work those masks don't do anything but um (laughs) all they do is impair our speech yeah it was just like it just kept hitting me in the nose right um yeah do you have you ever done drugs okay no but lately you've been talking about maybe wanting to smoke weed again. Yes. Okay. I have been talking about it. Which listen, if there are any sober heads out there who listen to our show, um sober shout out heads. to you. Shout yeah, out to me. I've been sober for a very long time. Prior to being sober, I was a pothead. I did a lot of weed smoking and I very much enjoyed it. Um so but you weren't. What were you an alcohol? Like when you say that you're sober, is it from um, alcohol as well, or do you I'm just not like from alcohol? Everything. No, I know, but like, was alcohol uh, an issue or a problem for you? No, it wasn't really an issue or a problem for me. It was. Um, it came with the territory. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I want to be, I want to stop smoking weed, but I knew I would just start drinking a lot more. Once I did stop smoking weed. So I was like, let me get sober, sober to just sort of see how that goes. 
But I do. The, here are the things I miss. I miss like having a beer with a burger or a fried chicken, like on like a like a mm-hmm. summer evening. That sounds really appealing. Um, I used to drink whiskey, uh, Ooh. either neat or on the rocks. I kind of liked it on the rocks. Uh, little cold water in there, and I would just like sip a whiskey, and that was really nice because it would like warm me up. And I miss like I miss like getting stoned, but. I was never one to just like get a little stoned and then be like, that was a fun, you know, two hours of my day. It was like the moment I started smoking weed, I would be high for the rest of the day. And so it never felt like just like something I did occasionally. It felt like from now on, I will be high. (laughs) And that felt really (laughs) scary, which is why I stopped. And so because of that, I never... I felt really, and I'll tell. I, I okay. If we want to dive into some like deep psycho, let's get deep. <laughs> deep psychoanalysis here. I believe that a lot of my friends were doing drugs in high school, like sophomore and junior year, like getting stoned, and I was really scared that I would get high and tell people I was gay because I wasn't ready to come out yet. Oh. And so I had this fear of losing control and sort of letting, like, oops, I let that slip. So I never really wanted to smoke. So I didn't feel comfortable smoking weed until after I came out. And then I really enjoyed it. And I remember smoking weed and thinking to myself, girl, I wouldn't have slipped up yeah, and said something I didn't want to say. I'm like, it's smoking weed. That's like nothing. Yeah. But so, the, but they used to make you feel like if you smoked weed, you would like leave your body and like you have no control or anything. Yeah, and then like immediately shoot and up then, heroin. Yeah, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, I'm just here. Everything's a little silly. Also, you saying that you were gonna slip up and say that you were gay. I, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I was <laughs> super fucked up on whatever that shit was, uh, the anesthesia, whatever. And they were like taking me to my mom's car, and I just remember screaming. As I was leaving, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. As they wheeled me out to my mom's car and my mom in the car. Finally, when I came down, she goes, God, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Guess what you meant by that? What? Oh, that, that you I was were gay? gay. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but because of that fear, that's why I've always been too scared to like... um like d- drop acid or do mushrooms or like anything. Cause I'm like, I want to be in control girl. Look yeah. at me. I'm a control freak. Like I want to be in control. Yeah. So, but, um, I've been talking to my roommate a lot about the healing powers of mushrooms and like mm-hmm. the amazing things to come from like micro dosing and like all of that. And, and, you know, who knows? Maybe as I continue to get my life together, I might explore some other things. But I'm also like, I want to hit the 10-year mark. I want to have a decade of, like, complete sobriety. And then before I th- fuck it up. And then throw yeah, it all out baby. the window. You know, we're allowed to evolve and change as human beings. Yes, beyond. Okay, so we're going to take another break. And then when we come back, we're going to have a fuck talk voicemail. Buy a bed. We are back. We're back. 
And as Oop. you know, we're you going to be sing, bitch. That was a pretty good one, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you know, uh, you call into the voicemail box and you leave us a fun little sex story, and then we listen to it and judge your life choices. Uh, this week we have a fun little call that yes. Dipper will play when he's Here done we... texting. Okay. Fuck off. I'm doing the work that you get all the credit for on this show, according to Darby Lynn. I can't help it that I carry the weight of the show on my shoulders. <laughs> you surely do carry the weight. All right, here is a voicemail. This is a weird episode. Hey, you fucks. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have a story for you, but you know what? I'm here to tell Dipper that, you know what? You don't have to be ashamed over all your sex capades. You do you. You enjoy your life. If you want to get stick your fist in 19 buttholes <laughs> all at once in a centipede location, enjoy it. This is just me giving you consent to just do whatever you want, and it's okay with the world. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Love your show. Speaking of drugs and being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't know that that's what that call was, but it's, it's that was a perfect call for right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I need someone you needed to hear that. After all the dragging I'm receiving on the internet. <laughs> Should we do another one? Because that wasn't even, like, really a sex story. Sure. That was fun, though. I like that. Oh, okay. Here's an update from that person who went on a date with their co-worker. Remember, they didn't know if he was gay or straight, and they were trying to figure out um, how to tell and if it's a good idea to date someone that they work with? Yeah, and we were just like, ask if they're gay. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> hey, um, I don't know. Get on Grinder. Okay. Dearest Dippity Doppity Show Me That Sloppy and Meatball. Okay. Okay. okay, well, you, we're not doing that. Thank you so much for answering my question. I was cackling when both of you mentioned you had taken someone out on a date without fucking them first. Oh, that you hadn't taken someone out on a date without fucking them first. Oh, yeah. Which is true. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. I don't know who does that. Just wanted to update you on my date, in quotes, with my coworker who I wasn't sure is into men or not. Turns out he's indeed in the closet. He's bi and asexual. And that's cool. I respect that. He's not interested in dating. So I'm moving on and have had three dates since. I believe I've had a great stroke of luck in my dating life. Thanks to you. You deserve an Oscar and maybe a Tony for that great riff, Meatball. Your fan no longer confused in Kansas. Okay, cool. Can we break down bi and, and asexual? asexual? Because bi now, would mean that you are attracted to both. Listen, here's what I'm thinking when I read that. This guy was like, I'm in the closet. How do I tell him that I don't want to date him and that I don't have sex so that he won't even want sex? I know. I'll tell him that I'm bi and I'll tell him that I'm asexual. Because those two things I don't think can exist at once, right? Well, I think what it is is the person is saying... I'm like a lot of people are who identify as asexual are a no oh, fucking something with the word romantic in it not a romantic but they don't want to have sex but they want to have a romantic relationship an intimate romantic relationship without sex and I feel like that person is saying I'm bisexual as far as where I'm, I'm interested, but I'm like, I'm non-sexual. Like I'm romantic towards everybody mm. or have the possibility to be romantic towards everyone. Does that make sense? That does make sense to me. Yeah. 
Um, well, well okay. I'm glad that you've been out on three dates. And yeah, stay home and put a mask on, you dumb fuck. Yeah, are these, I hope they're socially distanced dates. Girl, you know they're not. Why do people not understand that it's about to get worse? Is it just like everyone's done? Like, everyone's I'm even annoyed talking about it. Everyone's so. over it. I'm done talking about it, but no one's going to. Don't be over it. To... Just change the way that you live your life, and then it's like a regular thing. Yeah. Do you want to have another story? Sure. I feel so crazy. Pat, we're usually better than this. This is not movies, like this so normally, don't Pat. I'm just, just like... ignore what you're seeing today. That's fine. Yeah, I'm did you email it to me? Still or what? sweating from shrooms. Yes, I emailed it. You guys do not do shrooms. Actually, do them. They're fun. <laughs> Wait, Pat's so like, did I'm you out. have? Did you have any sort of epiphanetic uh, scenario? Did you like that? I think I made that word up. Yeah, that was a great word. Yeah, I did have a lot of um, very introverted thoughts, and um, I don't know. I felt like because of Corona and because I haven't been doing drags and clubs, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm not seeing new or interesting art being created. I'm not seeing anything fun that's inspiring me. It's funny that like going and doing drugs with a bunch of like artists and just talking about each other's art to each other, it like unblocks some stuff for me that I'm very excited to um, put more work and effort into some stuff. That I'm oh, excited she's about. feeling inspired. I'm feeling inspired finally, but it took a lot of um, like, uh, just I don't know. It's great to be around other people and like speak to them, and I forgot what that feeling of like community was because I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I guess that's true. I've been dealing with a lot of fatigue when it mm-hmm. comes to interacting with people in real life, like. Like, you know, with a mask on, going over, like, we had to do something with Fairy That. There was, like, a tech issue, so I had to go over to Raja's house and, like, help with, like, the tech stuff. And I wore, Raja. I wore a mask, and but sort of after, I was like, oh, my God, I had to, like, talk to a human face-to-face and not, like, on the Zoom call when I could, like, shut down and then immediately just, like, sit alone in a room. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, oh, being in person with people is, like, it kind of causes some fatigue for me. No, it also, I mean, it was great that we weren't wearing masks. Like I haven't worn a mask all day today. I haven't been outside or anything. Like I was just in my car, the drive home. So it just feels different, but it was also very overwhelming to be that close to people and to like hug. Like there was like a lot of sensory stuff that I hadn't felt before or in a while. Right. You were like getting back to it. It felt normal, which was very strange. Wow. Wow. Here we go. We have an email. This is titled, Okay, Queen. So while I was in high school, 18, thank you for clarifying, I was out to my friends, but not out to the whole school. I was on the apps. Girl, these children have audacity to be on apps at 18. That is psychotic. You know, I was on Craigslist at 13, though, so they okay. 13? Car screeching sound. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, I was on the apps, and things... I was on the apps and things, and some faceless torso guy texts me. At first, I was going to ignore it because this is not, there's nothing more than I hate than mask for mask gay. I myself do happen to have muscles. Oh, you do happen to have muscles. Oh, you have the muscles? Oh, you have the muscles? But I act and look very feminine. The reason why I didn't. Oh, you faggy? Oh, you big faggy? (laughs) 
<laughs> the reason why I didn't ignore him is because he was my age. 18. Okay, we get it. You're young, you have uh, muscles, and you're faggy. Uh, and I usually get texts uh, from older than... Uh, from men older than me that I'm not attracted to. Sorry, Dipper. Wow, drag me. Okay. Uh, as me and this guy continued to text, he revealed himself. He turns out to be one of the basketball players at my school. <gasps> then eventually we hooked up because I thought it would be interesting. He came super fast, mm-hmm. like in three to yeah, five pumps. baby. Not oh, pumps. pumps. Three to five pumps. And then after I said, I didn't know you were bisexual. He proceeded to say, I mean, I'm not bisexual. I don't, like, date guys, just hook up with them. In my head, I was like, that's not how it works. But I responded with him to him, okay, queen, and left to go home. While at school, he would watch me as I walked by and, like, rub up against me, which is very much faggot behavior, but whatever, he's straight. <laughs> this email is so <laughs> I will say though, like this is this is very much the like the the like hot like gay kid in high school fantasy, fantasy yeah like movie that you like fuck one of the sports players or whatever and then you have this like secret thing, but that's like built into like gay shame. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, it sounds hot. I mean, if you're swishing them hips down the hallway and he decides to come rub up on you, there's no reason to say no, you know? Just let it happen. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been one of the wildest and strangest episodes of Sloppy Seconds that has ever existed. Um, thanks for calling and leaving your voicemails. Uh, thanks so much for listening to whatever this is. You can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at SloppyPod. You can send us your emails at SloppySecondsPod at gmail.com. Um, you can directly message Big Dipper at <laughs> no, Or you I can call with your fuck talk story That's to 213536. Oh, sorry. 213-536-9180. Is it gonna happen? Ah! Uh, That's a long note. Whoa. Rain all down and one minus. I just want to let you know that the version of this that I'm playing on YouTube that is, is maybe the it's right by one. the user six pa- six pack abs thirty six. Uh, is, the, is the most garbled, ripped video that you've ever seen with a Disney Channel emblem uh, Wait, watermarked on it. Isn't that like a remix? That's not what the actual song sounds like. I have like. no idea what I'm doing over here. I am old, and this is a young person's song. That's the tea, Ma. All right. We'll see you on Friday. How about that? Oh, yeah, we have a great we have a guest very on special Friday. guest. It's Lee Dawson. And Meatball is going to ask him all about his OnlyFans account. I'm going to go follow it right now. You can follow me at Spiciest Meatball on Instagram and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, which come out now every Tuesday and Friday. I have to go. Okay, bye. Doodle-doot-doot forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! 
hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball, mixed and mastered by William Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>